Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for that. Young gun, I guess. I don't know how young I am, but I'm, I, I'm up here. Um, I got an opportunity, uh, you know, Phil Reed talked to me a few weeks back about sharing some thoughts today. And um, sometimes I think one of the best ways to just impart uh, a lesson or just to um, maybe make a difference with what's going on is just to share about what's going on in your life and what you're learning. And I was thinking about this whole idea of being a spiritual team as uh, that's part of our topic today. And I thought about, you know, kind of my history uh, as a Christian. And a few years ago, I was a part of a, a group of uh, singles who helped, well, not only singles, but singles and marrieds that helped plant the downtown ministry in downtown Los Angeles. And um, I live in the South Bay here locally. And um, I remember being very excited about the opportunity to help plant a church downtown. I also remember how uh, challenging and difficult it was at times to make the commute, to drive, um, to kind of reconnect with it, or connect actually for the first time with a different community. And I remember how often I did things by myself, how I'd be given direction or there were things that needed to get taken care of, and I would just kind of lone ranger it, you know. Um, it took me a while and a lot of, uh, you know, um, making a lot of mistakes and going through difficult times to realize how much I really need partnership in the gospel and how much I really need to learn how to be a team player. And, um, you know, so that was a few years ago, so you probably are thinking, well, he's got it down now, right? He learned his lesson. Well, not exactly. I'm still learning. Okay, like lately, for example, I've been learning the importance of both partnership and discipling in the context of a dating relationship. So I've been dating a little over two months, and I'm excited and I'm grateful for that. But even during the first couple months of dating, I needed a wake-up call, you know, because my girlfriend and I, we were having fun together. We were confiding in each other. We were enjoying the ease of the relationship because we get along very naturally. And those are all good things, don't get me wrong. But when you do that to the exclusion of other people, you know, it can become unhealthy very quickly, you know. So um, trying to be one another's everything, it can, it can get to a place where, you know, it's not ideally what it should be. And so the great thing is, it, although it's been humbling uh, to come to this conclusion, I'm grateful that God has placed people in our lives that really love us and, you know, call us higher and help us, you know, learn and grow and tr get trained spiritually so that our dating relationship can be all that I really believe God intends it to be. So, you know, we, we needed people. Um, and the, I, I realized through the process that we needed two essential components. We needed partners and we needed disciples. You know, that was kind of part of our team, our spiritual team. And we needed people that could be our peers and would know our dynamic and have fun with us. And yet we also needed people that could train us spiritually and help us grow and get to the next level. And we needed these people to all be in the loop together, to be united and to be empowered by us so that they could work together for our good and for the good of our relationship. And now it's still a work in progress, but, you know, I'm happy to report that, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the direction we're going, and it's going well. So I just share this because, you know, I don't know, everybody's got different situations out there, and I, I don't know if your plan is to get married or not or date or not. But regardless, God calls us as single men and women to invest in one another and to invest in the kingdom. And it, it may be, you know, a family with, with or without children that you invest in, or it may be other singles who could really benefit from, you know, your encouragement or experience or guidance, because I know a lot of you guys have a lot to give here. But whatever the case, and regardless of what your personal plan is, now is the time to get training and to live out our faith through love. So... Um, 
We've been talking about keros, right? This ancient Greek term. And from what I come to understand, the word really means a right or opportune time, if I had to, to sum it up in, in short. Um, and it can refer to a time when something special happens. Well, I believe that that time is now, you know? And that special something is the summer and the LA singles coming together during the summer to be trained, to be encouraged, and to connect with one another so that we can go make the impact that I really believe that God is calling us to. And I think deep down we want to make. So I'd like to uh, share a scripture with you. It's over in Ephesians chapter 1. It begins in verse 22. And for the sake of time, I'm going to go a little bit more quickly through some of the scriptures. So if you want to just write these down, feel free. Ephesians 1, through 23 reads, And God placed all things under his feet. And appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. The Bible tells us that as a church, we collectively represent the fullness of Christ. See, individually, really none of us will be fully like Christ. But when we pool our gifts collectively, we can represent the fullness of God. And that's an amazing thing. Romans 12 continues to talk about this. Romans 12 Uh, verses 4 through 8. It says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. See, God, by his grace, has given us all great gifts. But the question I wanted to pose to you, and the question I used to have to ask myself, and I still do at times, do we recognize our own gifts and the gifts of the people around us that can actually lend to us being a great singles team? See, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 26 talks about the body, and it talks about just as a body is one thing, it has many parts, and all together they form one body. And it talks about the importance that each part has, and how everybody, you know, each part is valuable and cannot say to the other part, I don't need you. And when I, when I read these scriptures, when I look through 1 Corinthians 12, and, and I consider these, I think about how each person in this room here today is important. You see, each one of you guys has something that is needed by other people, other Christians. And the body needs you. You know, oftentimes um, we have spiritual partners in the gospel that can help us discover our gifts. And sometimes it's our mentors or our disciples that can help us cultivate those gifts so that we can be even more fruitful for God. We singles are vital to the health of the church. And I think more and more over the last few years, we're really beginning to see that. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that, that more and more uh, investment's being made in singles. And we can see the good in ourselves and our others and in others when we, when we have those mentors, when we have those partners. They help us see the good. But we need to see it now, now during this special summertime, during Kairos. You know, 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 through 11 basically says that our gifts were given to us so that we could serve each other. And, you know, it's not always easy to be a team. You know, for me, one of the things with my my experience with the downtown ministry, I did a lot of things by myself because it was just easier in my mind. I didn't have to make the extra phone calls. 
I didn't have to walk people through the details. I didn't have to worry about whether it would pan out the way I wanted to. But what I had to learn over time was just to embrace the process. You know, and that in and of itself is a great spiritual journey. And that the product will be what it is, but if I take away the opportunity for people to be trained and to go through that process, then I'm doing a disservice to the kingdom. That I have to help people. I have to train them. I have to lead them. I have to participate in their growth as I grow. And, um, and that was something that, that took more. It takes more time. It takes more energy. Quite frankly, it takes more faith and love. But in the end, I think it really brings more glory to God as well. So I wanted to share one last scripture with you, and this is in Joshua chapter 24. It says, now fear the Lord, in verse 14. Joshua 24, verse 14. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. See, there are gods that we can serve in our lives. It could be our personal comfort. It could be our own personal agenda. It could be a job. It could really be any endeavor that becomes, becomes all-consuming for us and distracts us from loving like Christ. See, great teams are built on great partnership. And great teams have great trainers. All leaders have partners and trainers. Perhaps some of us don't think of ourselves as leaders, but anyone can lead by serving. Look around this room. If you just take a second to look, there's a lot of diversity here in terms of ethnicity, in terms of age, backgrounds. You know, and I know when I first came into the, the church, this level of diversity, it really impacted me. And I think it does for a lot of people who visit with us. But it's also a higher call for us personally to love because we have to learn how to love people that are different from us. Many of our relationships in the ministry are not natural. Serving one another trains our hearts and connects us with one another in a supernatural way. And there's no better way to do that in partnerships and in teams. So now is that Kairos. So let's seize the day and let's be a great team for God. Thank you. Rafael Lua.